Welcome to Orpanini. This is Saratova Best. We are speaking about motivation from Parsha's Kisita, Tafshinun Base, 5752. And now we spoke about the cancel culture in the last audio, and now we're speaking about the second set of Luchos, the second tablet with the Ten Commandments, with the Aseris of Zebras that were given to us by Maishravenu. When? After we, after the first ones were broken. After we, so to speak, messed up the whole plan, so to speak. After there was a tremendous urida, um, I don't even remember how to say it in English, a descent, we we sinned. We did the Chete Ego, sin of the golden calf, and then we spent, with Maishu Benu, davening and praying the whole summer that Hashem would forgive us and that we could move into next phase of motivation. In other words, here's the question for the day. Once once you mess up and things didn't go as you had hoped, how do you motivate you how do you get how do you motivate yourself and how do you get back on the on the on a positive path? So that's the moment at which we feel like, okay, I give up. Forget it. I thought that I was going to accomplish this, everything fell apart. I just give up. That's a crucial moment when we either give up or find a way to move forward. This is the moment. The moment is not in phase one, one when you have the, the dream. You have a dream. <laughs> Anybody with a dream is going to move forward. Okay, a little bit after the dream, it gets, it's a little scary to actually do, do, do the steps in the dream. But the resistance that we have is nothing compared to the resistance that we feel after everything sort of fell apart and all our plans fell apart and we messed up. And then we just feel like giving up, going back to sleep. That's the moment when step three, the new type of motivation has, needs to kick in. In this case, in the parsha, it's called the second luchas, the Indian of Gimel. The aliyah, the elevation that comes after the yurida and the breaking of the luchas. After the luchas are broken, there's an elevation that's available. There's a whole new way of being that's available. But it's not easy, it's not easy to step into it. And it usually is better if people are working together and encouraging each other. Some people are very independent, they could just get back on track. And some people cannot. Sometimes you'll see, you know, it's pretty. it was pretty common in the past generation that, you know, the story I told about the kid who went to university, the guy who went to university, and then he, he just couldn't, he didn't feel like joining corporate America was going to be the fulfillment of all of his exciting dreams that he had for those five years when he was studying in university. So he went home and he just went to sleep for three years. He just, he just, he didn't do much of anything and his family was going crazy because he just seemed to have given up what would it take to motivate him to get up and go do stuff not a job in corporate America that wasn't going to do it for him and all the shaming him and blaming him all your friends got jobs in corporate America what's wrong with you why are you sleeping all day that doesn't do it 
we don't inspire people. When people are at that moment and they're completely uninspired and unmotivated, we do not motivate them by shaming and blaming them. That's for sure. And telling, what happened to you? What's wrong? You used to be so full of life. Yeah, that was in phase one. It's totally different energy. We do not inspire them with shaming and blaming them. We just make them go back to sleep again. Roll over and go back to sleep. So we need to give up the, the idea of shaming and you can shame and blame a person into and insult and humiliate a person into <laughs> being motivated. You cannot. You cannot. But that moment is a powerful moment. The right kind of guidance, support, and coaching can move a person forward to the third stage, called the third luchai, the gimel, that comes after the breaking and the breaking of the luchai. Breaking of the luchai means even the master plan, the initial inspiration, the help that you were given from above, it got broken. You're on your own now. This is a powerful moment. And we can actually coach people into stepping into the power at that moment. So Chazal say the following, Le'eni kol Yisrael. The end of the whole Tyrus says, Meisher Benu broke the Luchais in front of the eyes of all the Jewish people. Everybody saw. All the help from above, you know, the master plan, the Tyra, broken, shattered, cracked, on purpose, in front of our eyes. Mm-hmm. That's the end of the Tyra. Wow. That's probably where a lot of people over the generations got their inspiration, if you want to use that word, to shame and blame people. In their mind, look, the whole Tyra ends with, you see, in front of your very eyes, Maishu Rabbeinu told you, you have to be punished, you're worthy of punishment. So that's probably what everybody based the shaming and blaming and punishing thing on all through these generations. You see, even Maishu Rabbeinu said we have to be punished. Comes along with Maishu Rabbeinu of the generation, the Lubavitcher Rebbe. And the Rebbe says, no, 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 no. The Tyra doesn't end with punishment. No. Tyra ends with something totally different. Same words. Different interpretation. What does it say? Why Maishu Rabbeinu broke the Luchas? His heart inspired him. His heart was lifted up. Lifted up to break the luchas. Lifted up? You mean lifted down? If you're, you know, your heart is, usually if people are going to, yeah, okay, boom, boom, break. That means your heart, that's when a person's heart dragged them down into something that they would regret. Here the Tyra says, Meshubinu's heart was lifted up to inspire him to break the luchai in front of all, all our eyes. Oh, okay. How does that fit? And where do we see it? It says, I will break them. I broke them and I will break I broke them in front of your eyes. Now, what did Hashem say? Did Hashem say, Meshubinu, control yourself. Stop. Calm down. Count to ten before you do this. Nope. Hashem said, it says, Fiskimadasa Kadesh Baruch Hu. 
Hashem agreed. Oh, Hashem was also angry? Hashem also can't control his emotions? God forbid. His heart also? God forbid. Hashem's heart also get, drags him down and he can't control it? God forbid. Well, that doesn't sound like we're too safe. No, Hashem agreed as, as it says, Shenemar, Asher Shibarta. The fact that you broke them, Yasher Kaichacha Shishibarta, Yasher Kaich. You broke the Luchai. Okay. So what is the uh, special little perk and little advantage here of Hashem agreeing? That's a great, Meisherbeinu, good for you, you broke the Luchai. Yasher Kaichacha, Yasher Kaich. You know, after, you know, somebody gets an Ali on Shabbos, everybody jumps their, you know, and they jump to, you know, shake his hand. Very nice. It's very moving. So I shouldn't say, you broke the luchais. What does that mean? You lost control. Your heart just dragged you down. You broke the luchais. No. God forbid. No, 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 no. The yashakayah is a yashakayah. It's not saying you lost control, your heart dragged you down and, and yashakayah. Because I also... God forbid. A whole other explanation. The explanation is the crown jewel. The jewel in the crown of Mashiach. It literally is. The jewel in the crown of Tyra. This explanation. And the explanation is, and we see it also in the Kutish, etc., the chet ego, this sin of the calf, enabled us to step into a whole other level of motivation. We became balei tshuva. Balei tshuva have a completely different motivation. They operate from a different motivation than people who never did tshuva. That's the way it goes. They've seen both sides. They have a much deeper connection to their inspiration. It's much more grounded inspiration. There are a lot of reasons why once you, once you become a Balchuba in anything, you're operating from a different, you're operating more from stage three motivation rather than stage one motivation. And we're not referring to now the, you know, who's a BT and who's an FSB. We're referring, referring to a deeper concept of anybody can be a Balchuba and it, any, anybody is Shaykh. Anybody can be a Balchuva. But what happened is the concept of Balchuva was created at the moment from this energy of us messing up. From the Cheta Ego. And it came because of the Cheta Ego. Because of the sin of the golden calf. That is why the the possibility of of a, of tshuva was introduced into the world. The level of balei tshuva is higher than the level of tzaddikim. Makam shabalei tshuva amdim, tzaddikim gmorim enam amdim. In the place of balei tshuva stand, complete tzaddikim cannot stand. We all know this. Ein yechaylim lamo, they can't stand. Not they don't stand. Tzaddikim cannot stand in that energy space that Bali Yachuva stand in. Why not? It's a different energy. You have to earn it in a certain way. There's an entrance fee to get into that place. 
where you they these can stand and those can't stand, and vice versa. There's there's a place where tzaddikim stand and a certain energy space they stand in that nobody else can stand in. They've never been tainted by sin. So each one has an advantage. So the same thing when we're talking about the breaking of the luchais, which is the reason, which is the result of cheta ego. We sinned, we fell, we lost our inspiration, we we did whatever we could to kind of ground ourselves by doing ego, the golden calf. And as a result of that, Maishur Benu said, I'm going to have to break the luchais. These tablets that inspired you at Matan Taira to connect to Hashem and connect to truth, I'm going to have to break them. He did that because we, so to speak, messed up. We fell. What's the real reason why Maishu Rabbeinu had to break the Luchai? What is the real, deep, inner, true reason why Maishu Rabbeinu had to break the Luchai? I'm going to read the words. Bichtei duchtem an ilui in Tyra. In order that there should be an elevation in Tyra. Tyra was perfect. Hashem gave it to us. It had more potential to fulfill. It, it could, it was, Tyra was capable of expanding into a bigger, bigger self, so to speak. Do you ever feel like that yourself? Hopefully you do. I sure hope you do. If you're listening to this, I hope you're one of the people that feels like, I'm not living up to my fullest potential. I sure hope you feel that way. Believe it or not, on some level, Tyra was also not living up to its fullest potential. Tyra was, so to speak, created stretchy, if I can say that. Hashem gave us the Tyra with room for the Tyra to upgrade. Sounds impossible, but on one level it's impossible. Tyra is perfect. On another level it's possible. Room for an upgrade in Tyra. What would the upgrade come from? Come from? Well, first of all, where do we see the upgrade in Tyra? The second Luchais have a Mila, an advantage over the first Luchais. Chazal say, Hashem said to Maishu when Meshur Benu was very sad that he had to break the Luchais, Hashem said, don't be sad. Don't regret. Don't regret. Don't feel sad for the loss of those first Luchais. They're broken now. Don't feel sad. Don't regret. Don't regret. Why not? Because only the Aserah Zedibrais were in the first luchas. What about the second luchas? And he knows in lucha shehebahem halachas medrash vagadus kiflaim lutashia. I'm going to put much more into the second luchas that Hashem. They'll have halacha medrash agada. They'll be kiflaim lutashia, double, double and infinitely greater. The content, the amount of Tyra, so to speak, that was packed into those first. Luchais, the first tablet, was, the title was packed in there, and yet in a way that it didn't include halacha, medrash, agada, etc. 
The second Luchais had much more, so to speak, packed into them, if you could say it that way. And the Gemara says, in the Dharam, if we hadn't sinned, if we hadn't sinned, we would have only been given the five books of Moses and Sefer Yeshua. Only that. As it says, but more chachma, etc., through what we did wrong. Because we we messed up, we sinned, Hashem added more Taira into it, so to speak. Rav, Rav Chachma. Hashem gave us even more Chachma into Taira because of our mess up. Isn't that interesting? And that's the advantage. In other words, these second Luchas included more, richer. It's true. They weren't as they were more, uh, well, let's think of a person. Let's think of a person. There is, we don't wish on anybody to make mistakes, God forbid, but there's a kind of a person who's very, very innocent, very pure, and it's stunning. Your heart, it's very difficult to find those people these days. Very, very pure. They know nothing about the world and very pure and really, it's stunning. It's, it's gorgeous. Then there's another kind of person who kind of had a descent, you know, kind of messed up a bit, etc. And that person, um, they're now deeply, the first person is deeply committed to Hashem. But the second person is even more deeply connected to Hashem. They've been around, they've been on the street, they've kind of been around the corner, you know, around the block. They've seen what's what. And their deep connection to Hashem is with more stuff added into it. And it's very powerful. So we just took a little break. Okay, now we're back to our issue. What is accomplished by messing up? We said it opens the way for the energy of Bali Chuva. What does that mean in everyday terms? It opens the energy for you stepping into level three motivation versus level one motivation. It's a very sturdy, grounded motivation to live life and pursue truth from a very different point of view. It's interesting that Balechuva became the basic download of the Darshvi, this generation. And really, um, in all of history, you might have had one Balchuva here and one there, you know, one per generation, if you were lucky. But, but um, it wasn't, you know, how many did you ever have? None, it, you know. And in this generation, it, you know, you say somebody's a Balchuva, you know, it's, it, it says about the, let's just say this, it says about that on the Alter Rebbe's Matseva, his tombstone, it, one of the things it says is that he made Bali Chuba, which seems very perplexing, because anybody can do that if you just put enough time into it. So why is it going to say about the Alter Rebbe, the Balatani, he made Bali Chuba? You know, come on. Obviously at that time, in the 1700s, you needed to be on the level of the Alter Rebbe. You needed to be a Tzadik, a Tzadik Gamar, 
you needed to be a Nasi Adar to be able to make a Baal Shuba. To bring a person to level three, excuse me, level three motivation. You needed to be have on a very lofty level. Today, anybody can do it. So that means that the order of the day, the way, the basic download of this generation is, yeah, you become a Balachuba, you make a Balachuba. Okay, so, right, we... It's, it's what we are today. You become a Balchubi, you make a Balchubi. It's what we are today. It is the energy of this generation, never before in history. What is that telling us? We're into stage three motivation. It's become available for everybody. In fact, let's face it. Stage one motivation isn't really working for anybody anymore. One of the hardest things that you see in the past year or two and younger people have seen it for a number of years, but we have seen it in the past year or two. It's like we're being betrayed. Every day is a new level of betrayal by the government or the powers that be or Big Pharma or all of that. Every day is a, a new, brand new level of betrayal. And so you crash. You thought you could trust them, and now you find, oh, you can't trust him, and you can't trust her, and you can't trust them, you can't trust them. One by one, they're selling out and defecting to the other side, whatever the other side is, and being bought off. So people are crashing. Everybody's going into stage two. Who's maintaining that level one very delicate motivation? Very few, if any. The only way people can maintain that very delicate level one motivation is just to shut themselves off from everything that's happening in the world. So we're being pushed to level three motivation by what's happening in the world. We can't survive on level one motivation anymore. It's not working for people. Level two, being in a dark space, well, that's where most people are up to. Well, that's obviously not working. The only the only thing in all of this is level three inspiration, level three motivation. It's the only available place to live, so to speak, available energetic place to live. Not just an invitation, you would feel better. You're not going to survive anywhere else. So the advantage of the second Luchas, which is we call level three inspiration, is that it was Maisia de Maisha. From the hand it wasn't the handiwork of God, of Hashem. It was Maisha being his handiwork. Salacha, you carve out. It wasn't Maisalakim, like the first Luchas. Okay, now let's go back for a second. What is the Milo? What is the advantage of the first Luchais? What is the advantage of the Torah being given from above? That when the Torah was given from above, we were infused with a Kayach to do what we need to do down here. We were given a, from above, the first Luchais gave us a superhuman Kayach and ability to come down into the world and make this world a place of truth and holiness. We were empowered from above with the first Luchas. Spark plug. Aleph is the first of all the letters, and it leads to base and Gimel. The Aleph inspiration of Hashem giving us the Luchas from above 
enabled, to, enabled us to go into base, the world, and Gimel, and bring it to Geula. But you have to start with the Aleph. We couldn't have done it on our own without the tremendous infusion of Kaya from above, the first Luchas. Again, what was that tremendous infusion of Kaya from above? It came through the first Luchas. So far, so good. However, that's the advantage of the first Luchas. You're not getting anywhere without them. You can't. However, the Aleph in itself, the revelation from above, doesn't take over the lower world. It just doesn't. It shattered it. When Hashem came and revealed himself, what happened to the lower world? It was shattered. Because from the point of view of the creation, we weren't ready. The lower world wasn't really ready, an appropriate, exactly exactly aligned vessel for such a big revelation from Hashem. There were no mistakes. It's not like Hashem didn't realize and he miscalculated, God forbid. He calculated perfectly. And there was a reason why he had to overshoot the the vessel of the world, you know, bring more light down into the world than the the world could take. There There were all kinds of complex, deeply mystical reasons why Hashem had to do that. And Hashem and Daska specifically to break the world. And then it would break. There was obviously, there's always a chance when a very, something very intense is happening that it will simply work and it won't break it. You know, there is a chance in Lahab that we talked about going to the bakery and telling somebody that they really, you know, reminding them that their doctor said that they have a diabetic issue and they shouldn't eat this. There is a small chance that if the person you're talking to really has worked on themselves to be able to rise to the occasion and and be open to messages from Hashem, there's a tiny chance that they will hear you and they will make another choice and it will help them grow. There's a tiny chance. Statistically more likely that they'll just tune you up, be broken by your message. So when, so obviously Hashem infused the world with this kayak, and there was a chance that it would just work. Maybe there was a very big chance that it would just work, that Hashem would expand the vessels of the world by coming down so powerfully. And there was also a big chance that it would break the vessels of the world. Either the light, light comes down and stretches the world, or and nourishes the world, or the light comes down and breaks the world, or as a combination of all of that, which it probably was. So that was the first Luchai. And Hashem wasn't upset that he broke the world. It was part of the plan, as we'll see probably in the next recording. Because the world, as we said, the world wasn't a fitting vessel. And that's why the, the creation of the world starts with a letter base, gracious. It's already incorporating, you know, a little bit of a broken base, gracious, broken, a little bit of a broken kind of a world, a little bit of a delicate kind of a world. Base, we'll say base for broken, right? Because why does the world, not, the creation of the world not start with an, an aleph? The tyrant starts with an aleph, a naichi. 
But the world, the creation of the world starts with a base. Let's, let's make a joke. The Tyrus starts with Anoishi, Aleph. Amazing. Aleph, amazing. Awesome. The world starts with a base, broken. Okay. Because the Abana is that this, this revelation from above should come down and permeate the world. So it's a step-by-step process. And the preparation for this for actually the world being able to absorb Hashem's light, the preparation for it was in 26, 26, 26 generations leading up to Matan There was a possibility that the world would just be nourished by Hashem's revelation. We had 26 generations to get ourselves ready. And 26 is Yudke Vavke, a very miraculous revelation. But, so that's all about the first Luchos. But the second Luchos, which came through our Avaida, we became Balei Tshuva. And the Luchos themselves were the handiwork of Meishur They're the ones that really fulfill the whole purpose of creation. If the creation is starting with a base a little bit broken, because there's a big, there's, there's, there's something more to the plan than just being perfect. There's something deeper to the master plan than just us being perfect or the world being perfect. The whole point is that in the world, what should be revealed? That the whole world was created as a living laboratory for Tyra. And th- therefore, through this, what was achieved? An elevation in Tyra. Tyra upgraded. Upgraded from the first Luchos. It upgraded. And really what happened in the second stage was it wasn't really a brokenness. The whole second stage, which we call broken, from a different vantage point, it wasn't ever broken. Then what? There's no shvira. There's, in truth, no real shvira, no brokenness. Other of there's an, a, a deepening and upgrading of Tyra when it comes from below. It makes Tyra more stable, more grounded, so to speak, and remains whole, whole down here in an eternal whatever. To the extent that it brings to the completion of Gimel, which is Geula Mitis Vashlema. And in Geula, then you'll have fully revealed the whole advantage of Tshuva. Then you'll understand what Tshuva, Baal Tshuva, all of that is all about. And then we will understand why we had, we were pushed into the Chet Ego, the sin of the golden calf. We were really kind of pushed in that direction. It was hard to resist. And then we'll understand the advantage of the second Luchas, the ones that we earned through really falling. We earned them. It came through the breaking of the first Luchas. It was a necessary piece of it. There's an advantage that comes through the Avaita of the person down here, and especially through Tshuva, which is to fulfill the purpose of creation, Bishvila that creation was all 
The whole world is here for one thing, for Tyra. And so it comes out, and we're ending this, that in Parshas Kisisa, we see all three energies, Aleph, Beis, Gimel. The Aleph, the Reishis, the blueprint of Tyra. The base, the Reishis Bara, the actual, yeah, in, again, in Parshas Kisisa is the Aleph, the blueprint of everything, the base, the actual creation of the world, and Gimel, the end of the Tyra, Le'ene Kol Yisrael, where Hashem says, Meishadenu, you did right. In what way? It wasn't that it, Hashem was saying, you broke the Luchais, and it was the absolute perfect decision, because the second Luchais couldn't be given until you bro- broke the first one. And that was what I was hoping you would conclude to do, to break the first Luchais. Says Hashem, I'm ending this error by telling you, it's not about something we did wrong. It's in a way about something we did right. I'll, I'll conclude with this. You often see that people will, you know, everything's set up right that they can succeed in something and they'll do one little thing to totally, it's called self-sabotage, to totally mess up the whole plan. You know, we gave you this and that and that and that and you had to do that one thing and it ruined the whole thing. There's usually an unconscious plan there that the person's really not aware of. But they want something deeper. They want something more than just doing it all right and being good. There's something deeper than just doing it, you know, being good and never make a mistake. There's something in the the second luchais, the third number three stage three motivation is very deep and it's gula motivation. And often when you see people self sabotaging, it's because they have in mind a gula motivation that they can't achieve by being perfect. And so Hashem, we're ending this recording here. Hashem is saying Yashikasha Shishibarta. Maishu Benu, you got it right. The second Luchas would be enable us to step into the third level of motivation. Grounded, strong, eternal, powerful. Not motivation. And therefore, Yashar Kayach, the Tyra ends with Yashar Kayach, Hashem says, Yashar Kayach, Benu. You and I are on, in sync, understanding that the first luchos had to be moved out of the way in order for the second luchos, this deeper way of motivation, to be brought into the world. So we say, Hashem, please give us the third the time when we're going to be living eternally on that third level with the full luchos, including everything that it has. We should find ourselves in that situation, in that immediately now.